This is Up for Debate, episode number 214, recorded August 10th, 2021. The Fast Saga, Chapter 5, Fast and Furious 6. This is what 100 million buys, huh? It wasn't that hard to find you, Toretto. Wasn't hiding. Last week, a team of highly coordinated drivers took down an entire military convoy. You know Rio was my last job. Oh, I know you didn't do it. But you're gonna help me take down the team that did. And why is that, Hobbs? Been chasing this crew across 12 countries. This was taken a week ago. It's impossible. I need your help, Dom. I need your team. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Up for Debate, the debate podcast that goes real fast. I'm Sean Jennings, joined by a man who would steal a 70-ton tank for a three-ounce computer chip. It's Matt Mariani. Hello, Matt. Yeah, you know, computer chips are... Uh, more expensive than they've ever been. And I, I guess when uh, when this movie was made back in 2013, uh, computer chips were probably a lot easier to get, but not really that easy to get anymore from what I understand. How are you doing today, Sean? I am I am good, Matt. I finished this movie mere moments ago, so it's, it's fresh in my mind, um, and I'm excited to talk about it. What's your so people know we're talking about 2013's Fast and Furious Six, um, a confusing movie that they first marketed as Furious Six and then decided it was Fast and Furious Six and then made it Furious Seven. So go figure, they can't even make up their minds. Uh, Matt, what's your what's your headline on this movie? What's your top line? So I'll put it like this. Over, we haven't talked about this off uh, off screen at all, but in in my area here in in central New Jersey, we had a uh, bit of a water problem. A water a, a major water main broke that fed about six six townships, um, and yeah, and it um it broke and it was it was unusable for the past few days. So all of our all of our like drinking water and and bathing water had to be had to be boiled before consuming. Uh, or showering or bathing or anything like that. Wow. So um, boiling the water and pouring it over my head afterwards was more enjoyable than I think watching this movie was. And I don't, I don't even think I'm being the least bit facetious. Not even a little bit. That's more harsh than I thought you were going to get. No, you know what? Maybe that is a a little harsh. That was a little harsh. I had that all set up. I'll I'll admit. I'd rather be covered in scalding water than watch this movie. I I actually, I I had that kind of ready to go before I even watched the movie in in the expectation, like, maybe it was going to be bad. It was was okay. It was fine. It was pretty stupid. I mean, a lot of these movies are stupid, but this one was stupider somehow than I think most of the other ones we've seen. And I'm sure we'll get into it. What was your takeaway? Yeah, I think I was extra disappointed because I did think Fast Five was a genuinely good film. And for this to be the follow-up was a real bummer. And it just circles, it just circled back again and again. This movie to me, Matt, was like, if you came up to me 
you, Matt Mary, and I came out to you and said, Sean, they, they just hired me to make a Fast and Furious movie, but I've never seen any of them, and i got to be on a plane in, like, five minutes. Just, like, generally, just tell me what they're about so I can write a script. And I just sort of give you, the, oh, they race cars, and then there's a bad guy, and they go after him, and they get double-crossed and triple-crossed, and there's some explosions and stuff, big action set piece. Okay, I, I got it, I got it. And then you went and made this movie. Like, it's like, it's like a poor imitation of a Fast and Furious movie. Even Tokyo Drift was better in that, yeah, it wasn't good and it was weird, but it at least had a plot. Like, like there's no... What I liked about 4 and even more in 5 is it's tied to the characters' uh, wants and emotions. Like, they're, they are on the run. They have to do a job to survive. They, you know, there's... This, it's like, why do they do any of it? Like, what motivates the plot to move forward in this movie other than the fact it does? I would have appreciated it more if, like, like, like if Brian or, 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 or Dom just, just came out on the screen, right, in the beginning of the movie and, and after the birth of, the, of, uh, of Brian's son, if they would just, like, just stare right at the camera and they say, look... We're going to have a vehicle for um, explosions and and a tank is going to be there and a plane is going to be in it for some reason. We're not really going to explain. And like they break the fourth wall and they're just like, we're not going to explain to you why they're there. But we spend a lot of money and a lot of people got involved with making these look really cool. So... It's got high production value, so just kind of go with it. We're not, we're not, you know what? We're going to save you the time, and we're not even going to have a plot. We're just going to do these things. Maybe would have appreciated it more. Then again, maybe not, because the, we'll, we'll we'll pick it. We'll we'll get into it a little bit. But the plot was 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 so dumb. It ventured into like co like comedic territory, as it has in the past a few times. Yes, I agree. Sorry, you lagged there for a second. Um, no, it, it was. You know, what was my biggest compliment to the previous movie? They finally had a good villain in uh, Agent Hobbs, where I'm like, cool, I get it. They've got someone charismatic to act against, to be their rival. That's really great. Even Braga, to some degree, in 4 was like, yeah, he was a, a generic drug dealer, but at least he had a story where he was like, I give to the poor, so they, so they let me do whatever I want, but I'm really taking advantage of them. Sean, this movie, I'm like... Why was he doing any of the things he was doing? And frankly, the weapon he was building, they never really even explained what it was or what it did. Like, the whole thing was so vague. as to, they, they weren't like, oh, he's like some international super... E they're like, no, he's just like an ex-military guy who does bad stuff and you have to stop him. And well, I'm like, that, 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 it, it, it's, there's no charisma or excitement around him as a villain. It was such a bummer. Such a bummer. Yeah, actually, the, the biggest problems that I had with this film centered around Shaw and his motivation. It, it didn't make any sense yeah. to me why he was doing what he was doing, because, because the, his motivation changed, or at least we were, we were told that it had changed, or we were told that he had two motivations that seemed to, to conflict halfway through the movie like when they're around when they were explaining who he was and what he was about because at first he seems like he's like some anti-military guy because he's he, like he, the movie starts out and he's blowing up interpol and nato headquarters across europe um so he's like some kind of either some kind of terrorist or or anti-military person then next thing you know he's he's trying to build a super weapon 
with a using a micro the microchip is like the last piece of the super weapon and the super weapon the only information i could get about it is that they say that it's it will knock out all the power <laughs> yes yes say i can't even say that with like, a straight face i think they literally say something like he who controls the power controls the city and i'm like what is that what what city what power how far does the is he, the world's power is it a city block it's also is it... We also say it's it's worth billions to the highest bidder. So I'm like, so is he selling it or is he using it? <laughs> well, that's just it. Yeah. It, then 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 he's they're saying he's going to sell the microchip to somebody else who's building a super weapon, but he's building a super weapon. But then then the drug dealer from the fourth movie is is involved again. And he's running drugs for him, but he's also he the whole time, even in the even which in the previous he was doing the whole like he's time. Always been with Shaw, which is like an unnecessary backstory rewrite. It, it's like they it's like they they were in a they were in a writing a writer's room, and they they just like sat around and they were like, oh, all of these are good ideas. I really don't want to cut any of them. Let's just give him all. You know what? People just watch this for the cars. Let's just give him all the motivations. Whatever. Well, in, in a two hour and ten minute movie, they definitely needed the scene where Brian goes back to Los Angeles to get into a prison to have one scene with Braga and then immediately returns with no real ill harm uh, and very little plot moving information. It's like they, they, they thought that one of those motivations on their own was not enough of a driving force for for um Shaw to do what he does so they just decided to give him all all of them and and just make him this like i i guess they were going for like a joker type villain where he's just random and unpredictable but he was highly predictable cuz they they predicted every single move he made th throughout the course of the movie i I, I couldn't figure it out. I well, but I would also tell you I, I think the movie could have gotten away with it because this movie has had other generic villains. Like that's not but, exclusive to this. But Sean, they all had motivations. They all had reasons. Like they well, honestly, they were all drug dealers. That was their reasons. That was their motivations. They sold drugs, or they did exactly what Dom and his crew do, but they were bad because the movie told us they were bad. Well, what it ultimately comes down to is um, I'm trying to find the name of the actor who plays Shaw. Um, I, I, you know who I thought it was, or the entire, not the entire time, but when I first saw him, I thought it was Joseph Gordon-Levitt. That would have been. It, it looked. He looked. He looks a little bit like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I'm not making that up. I'm, I'm probably not the only one that thinks that. You're not wrong. But then, then he I, he was putting on. I thought it was like maybe he was putting on a British accent for the for the Luke movie. Evans, who's been in a bunch of stuff you've never heard of. Um, he played Gaston in the live action Beauty and the Beast movie a few years back. Um, that's a pretty big role. It is. Uh, but outside of that, he wasn't in a lot. But anyway, uh, I think if you had gotten. In the same way Dwayne Johnson sells Hobbs in five, I think if you have a a better, more name actor, like if Nicolas Cage played this guy, you'd be like, okay, you know, you get somebody a little more notable. He's just really bland in the role. There's nothing exciting about a bad guy whose main characteristic is he's precise. 
<laughs> yeah, that's that is a problem with him. I they try I feel like they tried to make him very creepy. Like there's the part where he kind of he kind of comes on to to Liddy at one like one point when he talks about how he like took advantage basically how he took advantage of the fact that she had lost her memories and and had amnesia and he was being real creepy so, and and uh like not seductive, just just downright kind of kind of creepy, upsetting and upsetting, yeah. And and that was that was like the affectation. I actually thought they improved on uh, the previous villain, um, uh, the 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 drug dealer. Uh, I want to call him Carlos Baerga, but that was a short that was a short stop for the Mets back in like the 1990s. Uh, that was he was not. Okay. I'm sorry, I apologize to Carlos Baerga and his family. Braga. Luis Bra yeah. Braga, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes. I I thought they redeemed Braga as a as a like kind of a real bad guy in this one, and yeah, he's good in his little scene. Yeah his his scene was his scene was kind of interesting, but I to go back to what you said before about how this movie was clearly written by somebody who probably hadn't seen all the movies but watched them very quickly in a very short span, um just to just to be able to write this movie. Boy, we we, what is, we we start out with a clip show, right? Basically a montage. We're at the point where we can have montages now. So we get a little montage of uh, all the stuff that happened. And this is right after um, Dom and, and Brian, of course, drag race to the birth of um of brian brian's son because because why wouldn't you why wouldn't you risk your life trying to drive to uh the birth of your son for no reason not you're not like late or anything it's not like it's just for just just to go as fast as you can and and possibly possibly get really hurt on your way there um and uh dom says when you walk through that door everything changes that's what he says to to Brian when they get to the the monastery, which is an interesting place to give birth. A Spanish monastery. I'm pretty sure it's a monastery, right? There's a bunch of nuns it, around. I, it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. There's nuns, and and it doesn't look like a hospital. It looks like a like a church, like a big monastery. So, um, yeah, we get a little clip show after that. What'd you think of that clip oh, show? The previously on yes. Fast and Furious. <laughs> uh, it wasn't honestly. This series has had some very bad opening uh, credit sequences. This was not the worst, um, so I will give them that. Uh, and uh, no, I thought it was fine. It didn't bother me. I just thought it was great that they're like, in case you didn't see the other five films, here's uh, here's one for you to watch. Um, I also do want to point out, Matt, you did breeze over this, but your, your our favorite stat of the series, Time Till Cars Go Fast, was zero. It was literally yeah, the I didn't, shot of the movie. I didn't, I didn't even keep track for this one because it and was I'm the opening frame. The opening frame was a car going fast. So I think this one wins for Time Till Cars The only one I can, I can safely say was probably the longest was Tokyo Drift, right? There was a long time before cars go fast in that one. Probably about six and a half minutes. Yeah, because yeah. we had to set up the actual plot of that movie, a movie with a story. That is true. That did have a story. Uh, this one tries to, speaking of stories, it, it tries to shove one down your throat as quickly as possible. Because the very, right the very next scene, we are in Moscow, right? And um, uh, stuff is happening. The Rock dramatically exits a an armored vehicle. Sean, do you want to explain to me why, why is the FBI 
in, involved in, a, in an international, not even an international wow. incident, because we don't know who did it at this point. It it's a, really seems like a domestic issue isolated to, to, to Russia. So why is the FBI involved in this situation at all? Well, first of all, Matt, let's be clear. He is a diplomatic security services agent, not an FBI agent. Totally different thing. Still makes absolutely no sense whatsoever um, based, based on, on what DSS, DSS actually does. Well, yeah, that's that's uh, I mean, fair, but it, I mean... In counterterrorism, counterintelligence, cybersecurity, diplomatic missions. But the attack didn't happen against an embassy. It happened against no. like a like an Interpol headquarters or something. But if it's someone there, if they're already tracking Shaw and they knew Shaw did it, I guess I agree with you. There's no reason, but Matt, there's no reason for anything in this. Sean, <laughs> Shaw, Shaw is a British citizen, not an American citizen. So shouldn't wouldn't this be MI6 territory? Shouldn't we have? I would have much rather. Could you imagine if Bond shows up in, in that the crossover fast event? I'll take it from here, gents. Uh, oh, that would be oh, yes, I'm for it. I'm for it. Uh, so what do we have next? We've got so so Luke Hobbs, and we're introduced to Agent Riley Hicks, uh, who is uh, the Rock's lady sidekick for this film. Uh, they determine so and Shaw. That's when uh, we cut forward a little bit after uh, birth has been given. Uh, Dom is uh, sleeping with uh, Elena, who is the cop from uh, Fast Five, who was Rock's sidekick in that movie. Uh, and that's when Hobbs shows up at his doorstep and tells him, uh, he, he says, oh, I wish... They're, I don't know why IMDb quotes page is so hard to find, but he's, they've got a great back and forth where he says... Uh, uh, the crew we're after, they hit like thunder and disappear like smoke. You go in alone, you won't ever touch them. I've been chasing these guys across four continents and 12 countries, and believe me, the last place I want to be is at the front of your doorstep selling Girl Scout cookies. I need your help, Dom. I need your team. Um, and he tells Dom that, uh, you know, I know you're not going to want to do it, but... Once you take a look in this envelope, I'll see you out front. And he opens up the envelope, and we're teased with what we were teased with in the mid-credits scene of the previous movie. Letty Ortiz, uh, Dom's former uh, love interest, is alive and working for Owen Shaw. That gets Dom's attention. Yes. Do you believe in, in ghosts, Mr. Clemson, or whatever, whatever his name is? I don't think that's right. I, I don't know. That's no, that was the the quote from the credits from the the last movie. Um, yeah, we see the picture of of Letty, and uh, he shows it to Brian, who he, he he reconnects with Brian in like the next scene. I think that he goes to like their house and they're playing with their little baby, and uh, he 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 shows him the picture and he's like, "This is what cops do. They just mess with you. They mess with your head. Don't believe them. Don't believe them." And then he's like, I, I, I gotta find out. I gotta know for sure. Is this where we get the line where he's like, just because she... No, it's later on. Later on. Sorry, I'm, I'm jumping ahead. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that one. That's a pretty great line, too. Um, about her being family. And you don't turn your back on family. Um, I thought we got a great Vince fake out. In the scene where uh, Shaw, Shaw's henchman is introduced, where they're interrogating him. Oh, yeah. 
which I think is the next scene. He's being interrogated, and it it looks like from the back of the head, everybody, uh, everyone in the audience, you know, they're all like, "Whoa!" Like that's that's Dom. That's Dom. This is this is before Dom is introduced in the movie. Yeah, and you think it's yeah. gonna definitely be him? It's not. It's some some dude, some henchman that they beat up. Um, and, and that's a point I have in my notes. I think the comedy is better in this one than five. I think it's got better jokes. Very self-referential. Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely an improvement. That is. Uh, that's maybe one thing that the, that they they do better. Five. Five hit. It was. A, it had. It had its moments. Here and there, but it, it it felt like in some areas it was a little forced, right? And this one, the, think, the jokes were a little more natural because it was a little more self-referential. Um, I think because the Rock is is a quote unquote good guy in this one, he gets more jokes, and he's good at the movie one-liners, so I think that helps. I also think Tyrese and Ludacris uh, fit their roles a little bit better in this one and play off of each other better because um, they're most of the comic relief in the movie. Oh, 100%. 100%. I think they finally found something for Tyrese to do. Because Luda, he's, a, he's the hacker. He's like the computer guy. He's, he's, he's good, at, good at tech. But Tyrese never really had anything. Like they even say in the last movie, like, you're the big mouth. We're going to have you go talk to people. And you're probably going to mess up, which is why we'll, we'll have to probably get other people to fix your, your big mistakes. But... Like you have nothing else to do, so that's what we're gonna have you do. In this movie, he he fit his his bill a little bit better. Um, I thought yeah, that yeah, he has this one big hero scene in the uh, the big tank car chase. Right, right. They gave him. He was more. He was kind of like the the mouthpiece for the audience in a way. Like he he was like, oh, a tank, oh, a plane. Whoa, that's so that that's a this is the longest runway I've ever seen. <laughs> You know, I he think, said everything we were thinking. I, I call that the Ice Cube character. If you've ever seen Law & Order, that is all Ice Cube does on that show. So he goes, what do you mean, DNA? And then like they have to explain what it is. Like That's his only role in the show, is to be like, what do you mean, fingerprints? Uh, and so that's, yes, he is very good at that in this movie. Yes. They, they finally gave, they gave Tyree something to do. And I do think it's a little bit, and we're getting to it, where they call the rest of the team in uh, from their respective corners of the globe. The little bit he has on the private plane with the ladies where he's talking about going to the, the casino in Macau and the penthouse. And then, you know, his phone rings and he goes, uh, so listen, ladies, there's been a little change of plan. Something came up. You know that casino I was telling you about? I've got some vouchers to the buffet. And so it's a nice little scene for him. Sure. I like the, the Luda, like, does something to the ATM in that scene where he, they're all show, they're showing what they all are doing with their time and their money, and he sets up the ATM to, like, fire money out at all these, like, poor poor little kids, and that, that's that's a pretty neat little scene. Um, and then you also have, what else? Who else is, is in there? Gal Gadot is reprising her role as uh, Giselle. Yes, and, uh, her and, her and uh, Han, Han are getting... Uh, uh, romantic in uh, I think they were in Hong Kong but I'm not sure yes I believe so or Beijing maybe I I, I thought it was Hong Kong I, I could be completely wrong but yeah definitely one of the two and um, they're about to eat because that's what Han does he loves to eat he loves little snacks so they're about to have a snack and um, then then the police show up and just aim guns at them just out of nowhere, just just all just surround them. They aim guns. 
then uh, uh, Giselle aims guns at them. Oh, they do that great, like, thing where you're back-to-back and then they switch their back. Movies have, yeah, movies kind of haven't done that much, right? That, that... No, it's a good, all I want is the Han and Giselle spin-off movie. That would be so good. Yeah, about that. <laughs> well, and that's what I'm finally like, because he's referenced Tokyo and the few of the ones he's after Tokyo Drift, and I'm like, I know this is the last movie technically in the chronology, so I'm like, I wonder where Giselle goes between this and Tokyo Drift. Whoops. She goes to uh, Wonder Woman. That's where she goes. <laughs> she goes to Amaz- Amazonia. Is that the name of the the planet? That's definitely not. They're it, from, but, and it's it's an island, not a planet. Have you, we got to get you to watch. I I don't know any of the lore. I I actually it's one of my one of my great movie failings. I've heard very nothing but good things about about the Wonder you know, Woman I'm movie. Picky and I didn't think I was going to like it, and it was good. So nothing. I've heard um, literally nothing but good things. The sequel yeah. was a different story, but I the first Wonder Woman I heard was very excellent, very good. I haven't seen it. Surprisingly good in it. Hmm. Um, so that's where she goes. <laughs> that's where the plane takes yes, her. In the exactly. End. Uh, yep. Yeah. So what? All right. They're all the team is all together. They're all back. And they assemble in in London in their in their new London headquarters. And Shaw uh, Hobbs has outfitted it with the tech and the and the vending the vending machines. machines. Yes, which is a fun bit. Really, not uh, not any reason for there to be vending machines there, but they're there just uh, in other case. than to have a big Pepsi can. Or whatever. I wonder, did they give? They should have given them like vouchers, where like even if they had a vending machine, like is it really going to make them pay? You're going to make them pay for their snacks? Like, I don't know. Um, yeah, he shoots the vending machine. That was a good, a good little bit. Shoots it to 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 prove a point to Tyrese, who's who's you know that, joking that around. Is, that is like. <laughs> That is Tyrese's signature move, is to be increasingly annoying until a character does something so ultra-aggressive it shuts him up, which is good. I like that bit. Yes, that that is his that is his thing. That is his his uh, his um, raison d'etre. Uh, so, we continue on where they get their first lead on uh, Shaw. They've tracked him to uh, what they think is Shaw's hideout. Uh, based on the guy who looks like Vin Diesel but isn't Vin Diesel, um, and they go, but it is a trap uh, where they blow it up and blow up all the police officers and distract the police officers while they're performing a heist at the Interpol building. Shaw flees his hideout, uh, det- detonates it, and then that's, this is the first big chase of the movie. It was an okay chase. Uh, this one um, was was kind of dark right it was it's at night so it's like a nighttime he chase this movie had a couple of those where the same with the last one in the movie where it's just kind of hard to see and they were driving black cars at night so there was a lot going on and i also think the streets i wasn't digging the streets of london as a race setting in this movie because it's one thing when they do the gimmick where it's like, oh, it's a street race. We cleared the streets, right? And you're like, okay. But on this, it's... I don't know. I wasn't really buying it. The, the streets of London are, I think, a little too tight to be uh, zooming around like that. People could get hurt. That was all I thought about during this and during the drag race he has against Liddy. I, I, all I thought about was, what if he pancaked like a granny that was trying to cross the road? Well, this could it could happen. Also, there, there's a very busy... They're going through like really busy thoroughfares and weaving in and out of, of actual traffic. 
Well, and 80% of the team crashes during this chase. And, like, literally, I, I believe it's Roman's car that, like, flips head over head into a building and through a bunch of glass windows and then, like, cuts to the back of the headquarters. No, like, cuts or bruises. They don't look so they look totally fine. Remember, this is uh, an alternate universe where, where crashes do nothing. They don't hurt anybody. Police are borderline non-existent and always incompetent. And bullets only I would say only only hit the person maybe like 7% of the time and it's only well, when it when it's really necessary useless. only handgun bullets work yes that's exactly right only handgun bullets work like close range yep and and they're the most accurate the most accurate weapon in this in this universe is just a traditional handgun well, I will say, Matt, I'm going to put an asterisk on that because it's, uh, you're right, a car crash cannot hurt you. It can give you amnesia, which is what we learned. That was a car explosion. Some... That was a... a... Oh. <laughs> which is, know. And by the way, not that big of an explosion, well, and she softly falls we, down. We know that the, that they are afraid of explosions of cars because the, when the Nas explodes in the first movie and the second movie and the third movie... Yeah. Um, and the fourth movie, and the fourth movie uh, they, they're always jumping out of the way in, in fear. And they're like, oh, no, not, it's the Nas. None of them got amnesia, though, I will point out. I, did you notice that they drank Nas in this movie? Have they been doing that all along and I haven't noticed? They had, like, cans of Nas I on the table. Know. It's a little callback, I, I guess. <laughs> this oh, might I be a stupid question, but do... I was gonna say, are they affiliated? Did the Nas are the Nas energy drink people the same people that make the cans that you put in your car that make them make your car go fast? Is it the same thing? It's it's a licensed uh, product, so they license the Nas name. Uh, and Nas energy drink was introduced in two thousand five, so it wasn't around for the first two movies in the franchise. Okay, so the, the energy drink came later on. I mean, I know it's it's not because Nas is supposed to be nitrous oxide, right? Yes. Yes. So. Yes. Yes. Okay, so the energy drink just came afterwards. All right, it's a branding thing. I assume because of the popularity of the movie that they were able to license the name for the energy drink. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um... So they go through this big chase through London. Everyone crashes, and Dom finally sees Letty, and Letty shoots him. She has amnesia. She doesn't know who he is. Non-fatally. Uh, he's... Completely non-fatally shoots him. We see him. We see him peel the bullet out with tweezers later on, almost like it's a little tick, like it's not like it's nothing, basically a splinter. Um, so non-fatally shoots him, even though he's not wearing any kind of Kevlar or, or protection at all, just shoots him right in the chest, and he's pretty much fine. Probably doesn't. Probably won't even leave a scar. Um, this this is the point yeah, where uh, I think he says, it's... like, Brian is like, forget forget about it, forget about it, Dom, just forget about her. And he's like, no, family, you never turn your back on family, even when family they turn family. their back on you. Something like that. I have amnesia. Don't know who you are. Yep. 
Yeah, that's basically it. Uh, and that kind of becomes the, again, a lot of different motivating factors for these guys. At one point, they're doing it for the uh, the pardon offered, and then it's for Letty. Then they're just friends with Hobbs at some point and just do it for friendship. Um, it, it's, again, odd motivations for everybody all around. Um, I will say that... Um, I forget at what point in the movie, it's a little later, they have a bunch of the, uh, okay, yeah, I'm going to hold off, because uh, basically at this point, Shaw realizes that Letty knows Dom. Dom learns that Shaw is connected to Braga. So we have a couple different simultaneous plots happening. Um, Tej purchases several cars from an auction in another comedy scene, in which a rich snobby guy thinks the two black guys uh, aren't serious about buying fancy cars. Uh, they later teach him a lesson in a comedic uh, take off your pants and your watch routine. Yeah, that was that was an interesting little moment. <laughs> they had the uh, I, I was wondering the whole time I was like when he was ridiculing them and telling them like they obviously don't have enough bling to be able to afford these cars. I was like, how are they going to get back? And I was imagining all of these like creative ways of how they were going to, you know, they were, I, like the movie is going to want them to get some kind of revenge against this, this right. smarmy idiot. So I was like, I thought back to when, uh, it was in the th third movie or the fourth movie third i think no fourth it was in the fourth it was when um when brian pl plants the drugs in that guy the foot guy's house he plants the meth in his house and like has the fbi storm it what movie was that one maybe it was the second movie actually i think it was the second because that was when he was i think you're right he was with the cops yeah yeah definitely the second movie yeah anyway I, I thought back to that mood, to that like little scene, and I was like, maybe they're gonna like plant drugs on him, and, and it'll be like a little callback to the first one, to like that original moment. Instead, they just have him. They were just like, oh, I like that shirt. Give me your shirt, and he just does it. I I thought it was like, uh, it was it was kind of on like he could have just been like, no, I'm not gonna do that, right? Yeah, well, especially when he, he when they go to the pants and then the watch. And you're like, the shirt, I'm like, all right, whatever. But then it's like, it keeps going. And I'm like, you made the joke. Like, yeah. we get it. it it'll, it's the other thing that didn't make Stayed a little too long sense, there. The other thing that made no sense to me was I'm watching this and I'm like, clearly the writers thought The Rock and Ludacris should have a funny scene together. Why would you send Hobbs to a car auction? He knows nothing about cars. Like, from a plot perspective, that's confusing. You have, like, eight people who are the best car people ever, and you send the DSS agent to go buy the cars. I, I, the only argument I can make to defend that is maybe they thought because he's intimidating, like he's big and strong, but the point wasn't to intimidate into buying the cars. The point was... Right. The point was to look like, a, like somebody who knows about cars so they can, like, blend in. And in that case, you would have chosen Dom. You would have chosen Brian. But I guess Brian was off on his mission to the to the prison, right? Or is that has that happened yet? Uh, Tyrese would have loved that. That's right up his alley. It's auctioning fancy cars. That's a rich guy thing. He'd love it. Yeah, yeah. That 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 was an, an odd choice. But I think that you're right. The move they just, they really just wanted a scene where Luda and The Rock did something together, so people could be like, oh, oh, it's it's, it's Luda and The Rock. They're 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 on a little mission together. They're doing something. 
Honestly, I'm surprised uh, they didn't give them a spinoff. That would have been that would have been pretty cool. I mean, there are a lot of good pairings in this movie. With the, I mean, The Rock is just good in these movies. Like, even if the movie's not good, he's very good in them. But of course, this character is very much up his alley too. It's not really a stretch, and much less sweaty this time. He was dripping yes. sweat in in five, yes. but no, he got some prescription antiperspirant. He's doing much better. They were in a, they were in a much more temperate climate this time. Also, it wasn't wasn't tropical oh, God, Brazil. Leo, forget about it. Yeah. Jeez. Um. So uh, a couple things happen at this point. None of them super interesting. They follow up on a lead and find a uh, repair shop where some of Shaw's cars were worked on. Um, at which point Shaw is tipped off and there is another explosion gunfight scene and a bunch of hand-to-hand combat in which Han and Roman get their asses kicked by one of Shaw's guys. Uh, Agent Riley and Letty have a hand-to-hand fight. Um, Giselle shoots one of Shaw's guys just a bunch of action stuff happens. How how funny would it have been? I was thinking this whole time. I was like, the movie's not going to do it. I wish they would do it, though. How funny would it have been if when Giselle and Gina Carano, when they if they when as when they approached that guy and they were, remember she's like, I know this guy's a man. I know men. How funny would it have been if they if she went up and you know at first they're kind of like flirty. You can't see it because it's you're looking at it from like Han and and. Uh, 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 Roman's perspective, but how funny would it have been if they went up to the guy and and he was he just like I'm not interested. They'll be like what? Yeah, no, I'm I'm not interested. I like guys. I'm not I'm not interested. And then they just like both like look at each other, like oh, but 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 that always works. And and he's just like no, sorry. <laughs> I think that would be. I I hope I hope that they try it at least once in in one movie. Please just do just please try that. I, I think it would be it would be so funny if they just walked up and the guy was just Matt, like, no, nah, I'm not really interested. I'm I, I'm more of a, like I like dudes like. Matt, this is the movie where at a illegal street racing event, they set up a stage and a DJ for sexy ladies to dance on. I don't think they're going that way. Yeah. And that's that's a, that's a shame. That's a shame. It really is It's sad. But. Uh, someday, someday, maybe there will, there will be there will be room for that in a Fast and Furious movie, and I hope that day comes. Um, I, I, one other note I had here, and and this is a good time to point out, I think the hand to hand action was very badly shot in this one. It reminded me a lot. I had the same complaint about Spectre when we did James Bond, and even Quantum to Sol- Quantum of Solace to some degree. Um, where the action is, the hand-to-hand combat is cut so quickly, that's just cut, cut, angle, 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 that you never really get a single good look at what's going on, and it makes it hard to follow, and it just looks like a bunch of stuff is happening. And I thought they did it so much better in the other movies, I was really disappointed, um, because I think this movie featured a lot more hand-to-hand fights than the other movies did as well, um, between the two crews. Uh, And so that, that definitely bummed me out. Yeah, there was it, they they really took it to the next level with the action scenes with like the hand-to-hand stuff and the gun stuff in this movie especially um 
it, it went, in my opinion, I think all of that stuff went on a little too long. That was another, that was like the second thing besides the Shaw, the Shaw stuff that I was, I really, I got bored in this movie. I got bored because there was too much action. There was too much like action movies will do that to me. If, if, if there's just constant bullets flying and gun stuff and and hand-to-hand stuff and it's it doesn't doesn't stop i get bored i'm like this is and it's way too many the biggest problem with that stuff is the camera cuts oh i i I can only imagine in one one action scene alone how many camera cuts there were It, it gets it's like jarring so I, there was actually a point where I seriously had to like take like a break and I was like looking at the notes I was making on my phone. I was making, making coffee. I was just like, I need to take a little break from all this, this constant barrage of stuff happening. Yeah. It took me two days to watch this movie, which is never a good sign when we do these. Um, especially cause I think this movie sags a lot in the middle because it has a lot going on simultaneously. Um, you know, we just mentioned the sort of um, Shaw's repair guy and that whole sequence. We have Brian, uh, who is, along with the FBI's help, uh, getting into prison in the U.S. to talk to Braga, uh, which is not bad. I just think unnecessary. Um, I appreciate that they brought back the cop he beat up in four. Um, which was pretty cool uh, and got a little reunion scene and Brian got to bust his head open again on a wall. So that was fun. Um, also at this point in the movie is when is the illegal street race scene where Dom goes to find Letty. Uh, they go to a London version of a sexy LA street race party thing. Uh, and they get into a, a race around the city, which I thought was one of the better race sequences of the movie. I think just because it was two cars instead of five cars on five cars. Um, it was cool to watch. Uh, and then at the end of that, they get a little one-on-one time to talk. And Dom has a couple of dramatic lines there talking to her about uh, who she is and those sorts of things. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I I liked. I guess the, the the street race was a good race. It was one of the races that they do in these movies, and it was it was fine. I I, I was kind of stressed the whole time though, because it was like you know they're going through like Piccadilly Circus and like all these main thoroughfare fairs around the city, and I'm like, oh, like people are driving on these right now. It's it doesn't look like it's that late. Like if it was like one or two a.m., maybe there would be like less traffic. But it looked like there was like probably my guess like like nine o'clock, ten o'clock at night where there's like still people around. They're like he's like they're like cutting through stop signs and traffic lights and wow yeah I I I get it. I just wanted to say I think the the great irony of these movies seems to be that the first film is infinitely more watchable now than this film specifically because there's less of the actiony gun stuff it's more of a movie kind of self-contained and built around a plot that mostly makes sense characters that mostly make sense with with developing relationships whereas this movie just seems like like a kind of like a to borrow Mar- what Martin Scorsese said about the Avengers movies, like more of a, more of a of a theme park ride, you know, it's 
it would it I could yeah. see it being extremely successful in a movie theater when you're you know experiencing that in a theater with the surround sound with your friends but it, it, when going to watch it now years at, like years going by and, and by myself in my basement it's kind of like okay like this stuff is happening but why do i care about it why why do why why should i why should i still be invested in this and and that's that's really the kind of the tragedy of it the, even the dom and letty thing which doesn't really play as much into the first half of the movie. By the second half, that's like the driving factor at that point is to save Letty, essentially. And it comes off to me more as creepy than anything else because, you know, we were just talking about the scene where the two of them race and they have their heart to heart at the end and Dom gets like really close to her and is like, has his hand on his shoulder and is like getting close and it's like, dude, she has no idea who you are. Like, I was kind of upset watching that, quite honestly, because I'm like... I was afraid he's going to, like, start, like, making out with her. It's like, dude, she has no idea who you are. That's weird. Like, I get, like, the movie wants us to have them be together, but, but like, logically, it doesn't... It, you know what it reminded it me of, sense. Sean? It, it reminded me of... Remember the horrible scene in uh, Quantum of Solace? Where, where Bond is, like... With... I, I can't remember the name of the of the... His his lady interest in that one. Quantum of Solace was otherwise mostly a forgettable movie, but it was a, yes. a it was a, a yeah a woman who had been abused by the the bad guy in the movie. Yeah, and Bond like is is sympathetic, but also very seductive. And like, I get that the movie wants us to be like Bond is the protector, but it's also like a lot of boundaries being crossed and a lot of. Yeah, a lot of it makes you uncomfortable to see it. Like, notice at no point in this movie does Dom ever say she had amnesia. We need to get her to med a med, a med like a medical professional. Yes. We need to get her to see yes, medical or help or a therapist. Never the word therapist is never brought up in the movie. Maybe offhandedly as a joke, but they never say like we need to get her help because her memories are gone. We need to get her to see a professional. It's like no, I'll just you know start making out with her and. All of a sudden, all her memories will just magically come back. It is it's very creepy. I mean, I would even be fine with, at minimum, we have to get her away from Shaw. Shaw is a bad guy. Like, at least let's get her away from him and then figure the rest out, not jump immediately to smoochy smoochy. You know, it's funny that you make a, uh, a James Bond parallel. I was just thinking of a different parallel. Well, this movie reminds me a lot of the later Pierce Brosnan movies, where it's a James Bond movie does James Bond things, you sit there and you watch it, and you're like, I don't know what, why any of this is happening, why anyone cares. It's not even that interesting, but there are explosions and, and cars and guns and James Bond things happen. And that's how I felt about this movie, where it's like, this is the same as a diamond laser from space or a war started by a newspaper magnet. It was kind of like, I don't understand why why um it almost made me it made me kind of pine for the older movies where like it was just a simple like this guy's a drug dealer and he's trying to sell all these drugs before we do or whatever the plot was in those in those old movies at least it made sense it was just like it was like oh we we have to stop we have to rescue our friend who was was 
like potentially killed by this guy or we have to infiltrate his circle in order to um see where he's going and it'll lead us to our 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 friend in in this one it's just i they even the even though even the writing can't explain why they're doing any of this stuff they might as well just be it's, like uh, he's a, because he's bad. He's a bad guy who does he did, wants to do bad things. Yeah. yeah, well, and I think you know I, I know I liked four more than you did, but that's I give four a lot of credit. It's not a great movie, but it really looks at the motive. Like Dom has to deal with Letty dying, and Brian has to deal with working together with Dom again. And there's like actual emotional stakes to these characters, as paper thin as they are. Um, you actually feel something when watching it. And that's one of the reasons I liked that movie. Even even Tokyo Drift, the like Jay Shuck's uh, Southern guy, um, at least you kind of understood what he was going through, going to a country he's never been to. Um, in this movie, I just can't relate to any of these characters, um, which is uh, pretty unfortunate. Um, Sean, I had a rewrite. So I want to know what you think about this. Okay. I, I, I had a rewrite okay, idea. Yeah. What if the whole time I was thinking there's one thing that would make this movie redeemable. There's one thing that if it happened, I would forgive this movie for its its many, many sins. And what I was ho really hoping for was at the at the end, in the climax of the movie, I was hoping that Letty had her memories the whole time. And was just doing this as a ploy to get close to Shaw. And then she was going to, like, stab him or something and be like, I, I didn't have amnesia. I was just, you know, yeah, that... just kind of acting like I did. I know it's a trope, but so is having amnesia. That's that's a, as dumb a trope as as, ha get, as pretending to. And... and that would be messed up in its own also... way. But at least, at least it would redeem a lot of the actions of the other characters around Liddy. And it would be like... Oh, okay. She was she was doing this to get closer to Shaw, not because of 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 like some explosion when she hit her head too hard or something. I mean, on one hand, I agree that would have been cool. It also then would have made a lot of things not make sense. Like, why would she have shot Dom instead of just not shooting him with a fake um, bullet? Among other things, could have been a fake bullet, and then Dom pulls it out, um, and he's like, "This is like a rubber bullet." bullet. A rubber bullet, and she and he's like, "Why would she shoot me with a rubber bullet?" And he reveals it later on. He's like, "That's how I knew you were faking it." Dom could be in on it too. They all, everybody could have been in on it except for Hobbs. Imagine and Hobbs would be like, "What? Wait a minute! You all knew." Yeah, well, we do have a double cross later in the movie. We'll get to. Um... But we've got to keep moving the plot here. Uh, after Dom and Letty's somewhat sexy conversation, Shaw appears um, and offers uh, offers Dom a chance to walk away, threatening to hurt his family if he continues. I wrote in my notes, why doesn't Shaw just shoot Dom? Again, another one of those movie things where, I mean, I get that Dom <laughs> didn't know Shaw was going to show up, but Shaw knew Dom was going to be there. Why didn't he just like take out a gun and shoot him? This is this is one of the cat and mouse one of the cat and mouse things where he's like he he wants to play with his 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 food. His he wants to do like a cat and mouse well, thing. And it was another one of those 
great movie tropes where the red laser dot appears on Dom's chest from the sniper, and then one appears on Shaw's chest. Um, and I also thought there, I was like, Hobbs, just shoot him. Like, if Dom also gets shot, I guess you still got your man. Like, this guy is going to kill literally thousands and thousands of people if his weapon ever gets out. Like, I think you can get away with shooting him here. You have a clear shot. Hobbs. Um, Hobbs, take the shot. Take the shot, Hobbs. What are you waiting for? <laughs> we we haven't gotten to the tank yet. What? We haven't gotten yeah, to the tank say, yet. They're, they're still, Wait, uh, what, what, are you, what still tank? What are you talking about? Oh, uh, never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. Yeah, we got to blow up a plane. <laughs> we'll let you know when we get there. Um, so at this point, uh, they disperse. Uh, Shaw's next attack leads them to a Spanish NATO base um, where there is an important computer chip being held. Uh, the Rock goes there and says, we're not even giving him a chance to attack. We're going to take it on the road. To which I say, what a stupid plan. A movie based around cars. You put the chip in a car. I don't... They could have even faked it leaving in a fake convoy. That would have made a lot more sense um, in in two teams that are very car-based. That that really bothered me a lot. Yeah, it, it felt it really felt like they were recycling the what they what they had just done in the previous movie, where they put the microchip in the engine. It, it felt just like it was just like that. It was like going to do this yeah. again, but with a tank. All right. This is, I think this is the point where they start, like, out outdoing themselves, which is a complaint that I hear, like, I've heard a lot before I started watching these movies. I heard a lot of people being like, well, the, like, now they just have to keep making movies so they can, like, out-extreme the previous one. And I think this is, the tank is where that all began, I, I think. Because even, it, it, they even tried to outdo themselves by putting the giant plane at the end of the movie. It's just like, whoa. And I heard one of them has uh, probably the next one has like a submarine in it. I, I can't even, can't even wait. So there's submarines, there's spaaceships. You just, oh, wait. Yeah. we haven't even gotten there yet. Um, Tank is just yeah, the so tip of the iceberg. Shaw's crew attacks the military convoy carrying the computer chip. Dom's crew follows. There's a big, long, uh, on highway fight scene in cars at one point Shaw commandeers a tank which shoots out of the truck which was a cool shot I give them credit for that that was cool uh, but then proceeds a chase that you're like do tanks really go that fast um, was one of the many questions I had uh, and eventually they figure out how to stop the tank by tying Roman's car to it and dragging it down like an anchor um, Letty is jettisoned from the tank uh, and in what I wrote was the dumbest thing I've ever seen in film. Uh, Dom crashes his car, flies off the hood, intercepts her in midair, and they both land on a car perfectly fine. Like a superhero. Really, like like I thought he... I thought he had, like, gotten... Somehow had, had gotten superpowers from one of the... Well, I don't know, one of the family barbecues they had. One of the, he, he had, like, a rib that gave him... Game superpowers. It's the only explanation for how he jumps like that. There's the conversation later in the movie where she goes, how'd you know a car was going to be there? I didn't. You know, it's like, come on, dude. Like, that sucks. Some things you just have to take on faith. Like family. Um, Yeah, absolutely, absolutely ludicrous. So again... There are a million explosions, car crashes, the tank runs over about 50 cars, everyone's perfectly fine. And they capture Shaw. 
Oh, this any, is any 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 thoughts. This is something that so I want to I want to take the time to bring up something I, I forgot to bring up, and I know we're getting a little long, but I I really wanted to bring this up because it it creates this this like massive hole in in my mind in the movie that I I, I think it's worth talking about. Um, when they're when when. When Brian goes to the United States with to pretend to be arrested, yes. and he goes to visit Braga in jail, he says to Braga, "I I watched her die. I buried her. Or not? He doesn't say I watched her die. He says I buried her. That's what he says about speaking about Liddy. Yes. I know you killed her. I buried her. Clearly, you didn't." Clearly, you did not bury her, and clearly, you did not you did not know that she's dead because she's not. So, why would you say that? And 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 why would I don't know? Why would you be so confident in 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 that? It just seemed like such a mistake to even have that in the movie. You didn't bury her, not even metaphorically. Did you bury her? You didn't even know she was dead until the movie explained it to you. So, why why would you say that you buried her? There were a ton of clues even before that that she wasn't dead. I mean, that wasn't the first time he was hearing it. There was photographs, and Dom had literally gotten shot by her. Um, so there was a <laughs> Can't lot. Can't get of more of a clue that than that. She was it's a pretty big alive. clue. Yeah, that's a pretty that's a pretty yeah. big giveaway. So anyway, that just was something that had, that had bothered me. It's like, no, no, you definitely knew that she was not dead, even if you suspected she was. Like, I don't know. Um. Anyway, we've got the tank. It's a tank, Sean. You think that they would have just blown the cars up with the tank? There's a great um I don't know if you ever seen How It Should Have Ended. I watched I watched the How It Should Have Ended yeah. after I watched this movie. Um and it it's basically it's <laughs> it's the tank driving. And then the the fast guys are all coming up in their cars, and they they go so fast they they out they outspeed the tank and they go in front. The tank just stops. And just aims at them, and then just shoots them, and it's, they all just explode. Yeah. But before they explode, I think Dom says like, "Ride or die, ride or die." <laughs> and then they shoot That's the bridge right. where um they um, where Tyrese is hiding out with the the binoculars, and they just blow them all up. And that's how it should have ended. It said, "Yeah, I mean, there are several moments. Dom barely escapes a collapsing bridge. At one point, I think it's Roman who like jumps a convenient bunch of rubble that has formed into a ramp. Um, it's really, I did not enjoy this chase at all. I thought it was pretty stupid. This was one of the ones I was bored with. Uh, honestly, it wasn't. Too I much I kind of tuned out for the most part until I saw Dom leap in the air like a superhero and and make that catch. That was the part where I tuned back in just because I couldn't believe what was happening. I was, I was, I was floored that that was even even going on. Yeah, by the time they got to the point where, because Roman's car is chained to the tank and they've got to flip it over the rail off the bridge, and they try like four times where they ram their car into this other flattened car that's, and I'm like, you would have crashed by now. Like, cars don't work that. Like, I'm willing to let a lot go, but by the time it got to that and they kept trying to flip, it's like, cars don't, that's no. That that bothered me a lot. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they capture Shaw again. Nope. But he dies. Everyone's perfectly fine. Basically no injuries, despite some aggressive action. Um, and they capture Shaw and his guys and take him to the NATO base. 
And then we get to see what, in, in my mind, is the stupidest moment so far in all of these movies that we've seen. Break it down for us, Matt. Okay. So, uh... You've got you got the hideout. They bring Shaw back to the hideout, and uh, Hobbs comes out and says, uh, "Dom, you got it. You got to hear this. Toretto, Toretto, you got to hear this." And he 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 brings Shaw out, and Shaw is handcuffed, and all of his guys, his 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 crew are handcuffed, and Shaw says to them, uh, "I don't have the quotes pulled up, so I'm going to try to ad lib it." He says to them. Uh, O'Connor, I told you that I was going to come for your family, and you didn't. You didn't listen to me. You thought it was all a game. Well, now, now we'll see what kind of a game it is. O'Connor, why don't you call Mia? See what she's up to. And he like he responds by running up and punching him in the face. Uh, he calls Mia on her phone. And she's uh, been she's been captured by his by his men who he sent to the hideout. Um, the baby is safe. The baby gets away with uh, the the other with with Toretto's wife. Um, but that that's not the dumb part. The dumb part is what happens now when the uh, British SAS or um, yeah SAS agent says. Are you crazy? There's no because his, his stipulation is let me go and I'll let your wife go. And, and he takes the computer chip. You let me go and I take the with the computer chip. chip. Right. You. Uh, we're, I'm going to walk out of here. Right. He says. He says to them, I'm going to walk out of here right now with the chip, and you're you're not going to even try to stop me because I have your wife held hostage. The SAS agent says what what is the logical thing that we're all thinking is that that oh, sucks. He lays out the whole thing. He he lays it out so like they should have cut that line. It's so <laughs> bad because he immediately clearly explains why what happens next makes no sense. He says, yeah, he's like one. He, yeah, right, because he because he says what everybody in the audience is probably thinking that moment, which is just one. It's unfortunate that he has your wife, but one one person's life does not weigh an entire cities does not outweigh an entire cities and Hobbs responds by sticking a gun in the man's face and saying to Toretto to Dom Toretto he says uh once they walk out of here words like amnesty and pardon walk out with them which I think is kind of a good line but just a just a, a stupid predicament that the movie makes us like want to believe that and and all all of the, the the dumbest part of it is that the entire all the SSA agents and the slash FBI agents that are in that room saw Hobbs do that and and are going to tell their superiors about it I hope like he he let this he let one of the world's biggest terrorists slash drug dealers go free because this guy who's not even his friend who's he, a criminal who's also who's also I was gonna say also a fugitive on and the, has broke a lot of laws in the last week who's like a, a massive fugitive 
he has his wife held hostage at oh no i just it's such a, i just couldn't know, believe that nobody in that room relayed that information to somebody else and hobbs was never questioned about it or or talked to not even so much as a slap on the wrist later on i guess because it all worked out in know, the end when you develop a character that character has internal logic right a, a set of codes, a thing a character will and will not do. And if you take the time to set up Hobbs as like the hard nose by the book, even though he's a little bit of a softy by the end of the Fast Five, that's fine. But you're like, it's so baffling when he does that, where it's like this whole time he's been so obsessed with getting Shaw. It, 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 I, 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 I well, just because, my notes. It makes no sense. Because, I mean, because it, here's the thing of it. Here's, here's the, here's the breaking point. Here's the breaking point of that whole scene. Hobbs sticks the gun in the SSA agent's face, the SAS agent's face, says, take his, take, take the keys. The SS, the SAS agent says, no, no, you're not going to shoot me. You're not going to shoot me. That's the breaking point of that entire scene. Yeah. He says, you're not going to shoot me and I'm not giving you the keys, period. End of story. I'm going to take this prisoner and go and walk out with him right now, and there's not a damn thing you're going to do about it. You're in Spain. You have no jurisdiction. <laughs> um, I, you know, frankly, we'll probably arrest you for just pointing the gun at me. Right. <laughs> you're in enough trouble as um, it is for even doing this. You're not going to shoot me. Period. I, that, even, that is where it all breaks down. But even this scene would make more sense if something had happened early in the movie where for some reason Hobbs loses his badge or something and he has to side with the bad guys or there's there's no reason for him to be so, like I get that he's friendly with Dom and the crew but at no point do we see them becoming such close friends that he would jeopardize everything including his own internal logic to do this. At no point was he like oh you're now part of the family like he never does that so at this point you're like I get he would hate it and honestly, it's more in his character to be like, Don, I feel for you. I do. We'll figure out a way to get Mia. But, but this isn't the way. Like, it would make way more sense for him to say that. They just never take the time to set it up. No, at this point, he's like, <laughs> he's like Officer Krupke from, from West Side Story. He He's like the guy. They, they all rag on him. They make fun of him. Like, oh, hide the baby oil or whatever. And, and, and he like, you know, he thinks that they're all a bunch of punks. And he has kind of, but he kind of has like a sympathy, not sympathy, but more of like an understanding and appreciation for what they do. And it, but it's not, it's not like, it's like a love hate relationship. But like you said, at no point did they say, Hobbs, you're, you're part of the family. Come say, have, say grace and have some, some, uh, pork chops with us. So he, he really shouldn't have the, he shouldn't be willing to risk his entire career on 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 this i don't know i'm I, I guess i'm done talking about it there but it's just such a movie breaking scene it's so it was just so poorly done very weird very weird i agree but he does it uh and shaw and his crew get away but not very far they they literally chase them immediately um on the airbase uh where a giant military plane is going to land and pick up Shaw uh, and his crew 
This is the big final action sequence of the movie in which Shaw and crew attempt to get on the plane to take off while Dom and crew attempt to stop him from doing so. Uh, there's a whole bunch of action happening simultaneously. There's like grappling hooks that attach cars to the plane. There's about a bunch of hand-to-hand combat on the plane. Um, yeah, any thoughts on the various fight pieces? Again, I thought... Uh, the choreography of the fights was was pretty good. It was very dark. It was very a lot of parts were very hard to see, especially the uh, parts where they fought on top of the car that was running riding alongside the plane. Oh, it looked awful. All the stuff inside I really, the plane. Yes, I I good. I like the ins. I wish they had focused more on the in. There was no reason they had to flip back and forth between. They do this a lot in this movie, which we didn't talk about before. They flip between multiple fights that are happening. It's very jarring and 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 very confusing. And this movie does a lot of also the. Like men don't hit women, so ladies can fight ladies and and ladies can hit dudes, but dudes cannot hit ladies. So they they have to make sure constantly like to to be be aware of that. So yep, I don't know. That was just another gripe oh, that I had back from the, the train twist. station. What the big twist? We missed the big twist, Matt. Agent Riley was a double agent the whole time. Shaw uh, Hobbs's sidekick was. Oh, that's for right. Shaw that. The whole time. I, my brain that like the part of my brain responsible for processing things like that melted during the stupidity of the the Hobbs the Hobbs incident. I just forgot that even happened. Yeah, which was Gina Carano is because I actually thought yeah. that, that was a good twist. Now I wish they had used it more and they had like her like sabotaging throughout the movie and not re- you know like if I get yeah. back on the movie I'm like she never really did anything to slow. Hobbs down. In fact, she hand-to-hand fought Letty a bunch running through a subway train, kicking her ass, even though they were on the same team. So, but I guess Letty didn't know that because she would have told Dom that. So I guess Letty didn't know that she was a double agent. Well, I was, I was just going to say, she do, she really does nothing double agent there was no reason for her to be a traitor just to it was just to have i think it was honestly i think it was just to give um letty somebody to fight at the end right because guys can't hit ladies in the movies so right they yeah i think that was it i think that was the reason that they had it the only reason that they had her somehow be some kind of double agent and then she gets kicked out of the plane by letty and um yeah, I, I. Otherwise, I don't really know why they even bothered with it. Yeah, it was odd, and that's a shame because I do think it was a cool idea on paper, and it was not executed well. Um, you know, I would have loved some flash. You know, she reveals herself, and there's some flashback scenes of things she did to sabotage. I, I don't know. Um, it was just silly. Um, yeah, my only note on this this big plane piece was just that that had to be the world's longest runway, without a doubt. I mean, it had to be a 100-mile-long runway. I mean, that plane was taking off for, like, 20 minutes of screen time. It took forever. Yeah, yeah, I, that was that was annoying and, and unbelievable. But, I mean, we just... What, we just saw them hijack a tank on a, on a main thoroughfare and... and uh, and what we're about to see is 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 totally bananas too. So having a really long runway, maybe it was just <laughs> the longest runway of all time. Or what I like to think is neither the plane nor the cars were going that fast. 
it was our perception. It was like a it was like a perception thing that we were perceiving. We were perceiving time going by a lot faster. What? Yeah. Yeah. So dark you couldn't see anything around it anyway. Exactly. Or option three, the runway was circular for some reason. And just going around in a big circle. Just doing laps. It was like some kind of test run, like a fun, a fun way. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I thought this. It was better than the take sequence, but it wasn't as good as the safe sequence from the previous movie. I thought it was fine. I thought the inside the plane stuff was better. I thought the cars on the grappling hooks was kind of lame. Um, we do have to talk about, we did lose a member of the team, unfortunately. Gal Gadot as Giselle um, sacrifices herself. It's a cool gunshot moment where she shoots the bad guy while she's falling. But also at that point, the plane didn't seem to be going that fast, and they were not, like, high off the ground. It seemed dangerous but survivable. Yes, that, that that was the weakest character death I've ever seen. It was, it was such a shame. I know they had to write her off because she was... Because Gal Gadot is going on to, to bigger and better things, and also she can't be, she can't really be in these movies anymore because of Tokyo Drift, I guess. Because right, that kind of causes it causes like a like a character paradox because right, she's not in Tokyo Drift, so and and that movie takes place later on. So I, I figured she had to go at some point, but I thought maybe she was going to get recruited by the Mossad. That would have been cooler. Why did they should have just done that? Just they, her and Han break up, and she's like, uh, you know, they break up because she gets an offer from Mossad, and Han's like, I want to live in Tokyo. Then they go their separate ways, and that's it. I don't know why they had to kill her, and in such a stupid way. I mean, she sacrifices herself to save Han, which is cool, but. Like you said, very survivable death. She falls from that car. It's not even really that high in the air. And what we're about to see is a lot less survivable, I would say. Right? A, a plane exploding and, and you being inside of it yeah, and yeah. In, a, in a car that also probably exploded. But it's one of those things. Dom will never die in one of these movies. So I'm fine with him doing something buckwild and insane, like driving a car out of an exploding airplane. Like, great. Good for him. He's never going to die. It's just the, when these lesser characters do something ridiculous, I'm like, no, they're a normal person. They would have... They would have perished. You know, man, I did just read this. This is interesting. Um, Gal Gadot uh, got her role in the Fast and Furious franchise after unsuccessfully auditioning for Bond girl Camille in Quantum of Solace. That would have made that movie so much better. Oh, that's so sad that yeah, she didn't get I, that chance. No, the, the script was trash for that one. I'm yeah, sorry. but it would have. It I, I, I genuinely, I genuinely believe she would have salvaged that movie. It wouldn't have been great. It wouldn't have been better than Skyfall or or uh, Casino Royale. Definitely, still would have been the weakest but, of the three. But it would have. I think it would have killed her career. I don't think so. I mean, Quantum of Solace was, a, was like a laugher. It was a laugher, but I don't think... I think she would... She probably could have come back from it. No? No, because she was really... By the time this last Fast and Furious comes out, she's... This was her breakthrough. Oh, you think you think it would have killed her career because she, she would have lost out on this opportunity. I think that's Coming fair. Coming out of Quantum of Solace, she would have had a little uh, stink on her from the mediocreness of that movie. But that wouldn't have been her fault. Between... Yeah, because literally after 
Furious 6, she doesn't make another movie until Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. Daniel, Daniel Craig was in a ton of movies after Quantum of Solace, including Bond movies. But he was also in a... Didn't kill the franchise. But that's what I'm saying. He was, he was Bond. I mean, they weren't going to fire him after one movie. He was in Knives Out. And he was in... He's been in a bunch of he's terrible been, movies. He's been in some stuff. He's been in some... Have you seen Knives Out? Pretty good. It's, it's, not, it's not bad. It's not, not the worst. People say it's very good. It's not me, the worst. Can I just name you a, a few of the movies he's been in since taking the role of James Bond? Yeah. The Golden Compass. Cowboys, Cowboys and, aliens. and Aliens. The Girl, Girl with the Dragon, dragon Tattoo. None, None of these are successful. Um, Logan Lucky. I thought people people saw then Logan I'll give Lucky. You knives out. People saw Logan Lucky. I, I didn't see saw it. Logan Lucky. I thought people saw it. Nobody did. I don't know. Absolutely nobody did. Yeah, those are different kind. That's a different kind of movie, though. But was that a Coen Brothers venture? Uh, no, but it was like very Coen Brothers like. Yeah. So. And so, yeah, so Dom ex uh, escapes the exploding plane. I do like when planes explode, so that was cool. Um, Hobbs is there. He goes to hand the computer chip. He says, so you say this chip is worth billions? And Hobbs goes, yeah. And he goes, name your price, Dom. And he goes, one, three, two, seven. And everyone's like, huh? That's not a price. Cut to... It's their house in Los Angeles. Yes. Uh, where, the, where the whole family is back together. That's the street address. Uh, they're having a meal. Him and the whole crew are there, minus Giselle, who's presumably dead. Um, Hobbs and Elena arrive to give the crew their pardon papers. Han isn't there, right? Han Is Han already in Tokyo? Han, Han is there. No, Han's yes. there, but he. I think it's I think it's Roman who says, so you're really going to Tokyo? And he goes, right. yeah, I got to do it. Because we have to know then, that uh, that's where he's, Ludacris, he's headed. Ludacris says, we'll always have your back, man, except for when you get into trouble with the Yakuza and they kill you. <laughs> I love Luda. I wish he was in this movie more. I actually yeah, didn't really... I, I didn't really know much about him like i knew he had he had a couple like he obviously had a lot of hit songs but as an actor he's pretty funny like they had they gave him some they gave, he's he's one of the better he's one of the, the definitely one of the bright lights of these movies so yeah he's a good piece of an ensemble cast and it's um i'm excited for him to have more of a role after the passing of paul walker in some of the upcoming films i think that'll be nice um and that's the end of the movie, uh, until the mid-credit oh. scene, Han is involved in a car chase and a crash in Tokyo. Yes. We have uh, the, rock show, the Rock shows up, and he, I think he gives them the papers, right? And he says, yep. you're free to go. And then him and, him and Dom have a little bit of like a stare-off. They're not, it's weird because they're not facing each other. Like, Dom is looking like over here. They're like side to side. They're side to side. It's like almost like what they do in like... Like anime, where like the the camera would pan around them. <laughs> it's just, it was just kind of weird. I don't know. I I didn't really understand it. Why were they not looking at each other's eyes? And they Dom says something like, he, he doesn't say I'm your dad. He says something something kind of like that. Like, I guess we know I was the best around or something. And then he's like, not. Oh no, he says not bad for a cop. And then he's like, "Not, I yeah, never thought I'd be I friends with a criminal. Like a criminal." Yes. Yeah. yeah just some some kind yeah, of that sucked. I don't know. Unnes unnecessary. They say. Till next time. 
They should have uh, just flexed muscles at each other. That they, that's what they should have just grabbed each other's arms like and just arm wrestled or something. flexed. Just then they zoom in on their biceps. Anyway, now we get the mid credit scene. Yes, Han is involved in a car chase and he crashes. Hey, we've seen this before. Uh, the driver walks away. Uh, uh, the driver of the car that hits him gets out of his car. We see it's actor Jason Statham. Um, he tosses Letty's cross necklace at the crash and calls Dom and says, Dominic Toretto, you don't know me, but you're about to, as Han's car explodes, apparently killing Han. Okay. I'm, I'm, I might be totally wrong Twist. here. Was that Michael Fassbender? Okay. Is that who that was? No, I literally just said it's Jason Statham. Oh, I wasn't paying attention. Okay, yeah, you caught me zoning out. Jason Statham, that's who it is. I get them confused yeah. a lot. They're, they're both They're action-y, not similar at all. But they're both British, right? Okay, a, a million people are British. Yeah, they're, Brit- they're British-y nothing. and they're action-y, so that's how I get, I get them You're I get just them as mixed likely up. to say Benedict Cumberbatch. He's, so, but he's, he's Britishy and actiony, but also nerdy. Statham is not nerdy. No, come on. No, 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 no. Ben, no, Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch is nerdy. Oh, Cumberbatch, yeah. Yes, oh, no, that's he he, that's no. how he's different. Sherlock, I agree. Yes, and, and he was the dragon in The Hobbit. Yeah. action. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, so he will return in the next film as Deckard Shaw, the brother so nicely set up in that great back and forth where he talks about having the learning the code from his brother. I have the uh, the quote here somewhere, which I think is pretty good of the, uh, his con- his one on one conversation with Dom. Uh, when I was young, my brother always used to say, "Every man has to have a code." Mine, precision. Um, and he goes on to talk about his uh, his brother. So. Uh, we'll see him return for Vengeance in the next film. And that's it. That's Fast and Furious 6, Matt. A successful movie. Uh, it grossed... Uh, let's see. $239 million in North America and $550 million elsewhere for a worldwide total of nearly $800 million. Um, it is the sixth highest grossing film of 2013 worldwide uh, and the third highest grossing film in the franchise. Yeah, that's th- this is now at this point, there was no way this movie was going to lose because of its kind of the reputation of the series. We've reached the point where they it's got it's just got lots of uh, lots of bulletproof vests. It's got, you know, it's got like all the armor can't. These movies are just un- kind of unbeatable at this point in terms of uh, box- they're always going to they're always going to be like massively successful. Just because of of the name. Well, got credit. Movie this opened against that weekend. It was the uh, the Labor Day weekend or the Memorial Day weekend. I'm sorry. In 2013. Uh, was it another like actiony kind of movie? No, it was a comedy, and it was a sequel. 2013. In one of the most popular comedies of the t- 2000s. R-rated. R-rated comedy sequel, or maybe it was PG thirteen. Yes. <laughs> uh, or should I say it's number three? Oh, a third in the series comedy. Yes. Yes, yes the final. On a franchise that had long overstayed its welcome by this point. Uh, give me give me an actor from it. 
Uh, Zach Galifianakis. Oh, The Hangover. Yes, Hangover Part Three. Okay. So this this opened it opened opposite. So this was like a that was a soft a soft pitch right there. They could just drive out of the park. Yeah, it crushed it. Took in 117 million over the four day weekend, the fourth highest Memorial Day opening ever. Gave it a yeah nice underhand toss there. So, what what else came out in 2013? Yep. Uh, not uh, not really a big. Did you ever hear of the animated film Epic? Film Epic. I think did I buy that in a movie? I think I owned that in a, in the first movie draft we did. I believe. Was yeah, this the first uh, movie draft? No, 2013. 2013. No, I don't think no, so. No, probably not. It was probably the year after. No, it wasn't. I thought. I thought I had. I thought I had acquired it. It sounds familiar like that, but I had never seen it. Yes, no, epic. Nobody did. Um, the other popular movies of 2013: Frozen, Iron Man 3, Despicable Me 2, The Hobbit, Desolation of Smaug. Uh, There's Benedict Cumberbatch. Fire, Monsters University, uh, Gravity, Man of Steel, and the absolutely miserable Thor: The Dark World. Yeah, I, until I read, I read the list. I I had forgotten that movie ever happened. I do that a lot with movies, but the worst Marvel movie. It's up there. It's definitely. It might be. I really. I didn't care for the original Hulk, if that counts. The one with Edward Norton. No, uh, that was Edward pretty Norton bad. Hulk? That was pretty bad. Technically, I thought. that's in the um, in the MCU. It's the first one. I think it's the first MCU. It, it, connected it's movie. The very first one. Yeah. It was bad. Yeah, I, I didn't like it. Um. Yeah, no, it's probably the worst one. It's probably besides that one. It was. I can't think of none of the other ones jump out at me as being that bad. Iron Man Two is mediocre, but it's not as bad as Dark World. Um, what else is in here? Age of Ultron's pretty shitty. Yeah, but, but what I makes up Dark World's it's worse. it's redeemable because it's got all of them in it. it. It's not like a the standalone ones are are a little weaker. I I always thought, except for Captain America and and the first Iron Man. I thought those were really good. Wait, are you Stan saying those, those are, are good standalone no, movies? Of... Like where it's just the hero, like that the one first... hero. Phase one is generally good. Iron yeah, Man, it's Hulk, not a lot of misses. Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain America, The Avengers. I mean, that's a good run. Uh, oh, but, but when you start getting into yeah, all the sequels. Yeah, probably yeah, the worst one. Absolutely, absolutely the worst. worst. Probably yeah. the worst but one. Ultron's I, I can't think of any others. Ultron is up there for me. That's like a 1A, 1B. Yeah. Uh, Sean, did I tell you I had never seen Age of Ultron until, like, after all the Infinity War stuff? So I was really confused oh. about who that... I didn't know who the guy... I didn't know, like, like the couple of the main characters were in Infinity War with uh, the guy with, like, the, the, the robot, Ultron. I didn't know who he was. I, I had no yep. clue where he showed up or or who he was. I was like, oh, it must just be, like, a friend. You know about Sokovia? You know what? To be Sokovia? completely... They kept talking about this place called Sokovia. Honestly, did not diminish my ability to enjoy the movie at all. Because... That those are just yeah, um, yeah. they're just fun amusement park rides. So, uh, Sean, we so you didn't. What did um? 
What did our friend Roger Ebert give this movie? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, uh, I don't know because I did not look it up. So I'm going to do that right now. Here we go. Uh, 2013 Fast and Furious 6. He gave it two stars. Um... Uh, Muscleheads and muscle car fanatics deserve their own Star Wars or Star Trek, I guess, and the Fast and Furious movies seem to fit the bill. Just like those perennial sci-fi geekouts, this saga about superheroic street racers is essentially about friendship. All the fancy nomenclature and delirious spectacle are just to help render the essential stuff in ways that won't embarrass a juvenile audience. Um, he does make a comment here, though. Everyone does look old in this movie. Like, Paul Walker looks old in this movie. Uh, sad fact, this would have been the first movie, the first Fast and Furious movie released after Roger Ebert's death. So, oh. this either he got his hands on an early screening or it was written posthumously oh. as somebody from his or organization. Probably yeah, that, I, probably the latter. It says here, uh, violence is boring. The great action movies are about life and the scramble to preserve it, no matter how or who or what threatens to take it away. Modern action movies focus so much on the scramble that they forget the life part, which uh, I definitely agree with. Yeah, he passed away in April of this year, 2013. And uh, Very this movie came out in May. Yep. I thought you said it came out on Labor Day. Entertainment. Uh, I'm sorry, I meant Memorial Day. That was Memorial Day. Okay, yeah. Memorial Day. Big. That also makes more sense for a big movie release. They wouldn't want to release it on Labor Day. Like uh, everyone's not... off of work. Yeah, maybe you would release The Hangover uh, Three, but yeah. Matt, we are at the end of our episode here, uh, which means we have to rate this movie on a scale of zero to ten cans of nas. Uh, Matt, where do you rank? Fast and Furious 6. Uh, I'm giving it four cans of Nas energy drink and maybe like a half of a Nas canister, like a half full canister, like somebody like they forgot to replace it with a with a full one. Uh, okay. I, I the 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 only credit gets from me is it, it went to some place that was not below the equator <laughs> because they you know like the previous movies we've been to Brazil we've been to which I know is not completely below the equator and also oh, you've boy. got yeah it went it went to it, it this one went to it went to a di like locations that are different. I, I appreciated London. I liked Spain while they were there. Moscow. It was. It, that's that's really all. I'm really trying to grasp for things to give it points for. Otherwise, I I, I couldn't give it anything. I I also liked the that they gave the characters things to do. Like they gave the 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 lesser parts of the crew kind of fit their roles better they were they felt a little bit more rehearsed or practiced right by lesser i mean like not dom or brian yeah that was fine the acting was fine the lighting was 
mostly bad. The writing was mostly bad. So four. That's it. Four. You got four Nazes. Wow. Wow. Uh, it was bad. That 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 one four. scene, that hideout scene, where 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 Hobbs pulls the gun out, ruined that ruined so much of the movie. It was just so so unbelievably stupid. And and I think that like I would shave off like three cans right there. Yeah, I agree. I, I think, you know, this was a movie that had a lot of little sparks of good things. Like, there's a good movie buried in there, and you're right, they just obliterated it with a with a couple bad big decisions. And I think having a mediocre villain in Shaw is a problem. I think uh, The Rock's storyline in this is a problem. Uh, I think the character motivation is a problem. Um and I just, and I just it, it's just a hollow movie and definitely a step down from Fast Five. It's not terrible. It's not badly made necessarily, though I don't agree with all of the decisions as we've talked about. Um, but it is an action movie. It's just not a good one. And so uh, in this case, I'm going to rate it uh, five grappling hooks. Uh, this movie right down the middle, down the middle. Nice. Uh, worse than, uh, probably at the end of this we'll rank them all of them in order but this for me is is worse than Fast Five better than Too Fast Too Furious yeah it it kind of reminds me of like if you have a friend who's a baker and they make this cake and and you're like oh I, I love this this like cake that you make it's so delicious they bring it over to your house and then you invite them over and and every time they come over you're noticing that like the cake is is like getting w a little worse but sweeter like it's very it's like you used to like the cake for what it was but now it's like really sugary and they're adding like all these confections and now now they this time you invite them over for the sixth time and they just bought a cake at the store and but it was an expensive cake that they bought but it wasn't the kind that they make. It was just like some. They were like they went to a baker. They had it professionally done, but it it's not the same cake as as you remember it. That's kind of like how I would describe Fast Six. It, it's very, it's very new Coke to me. Where it's like, hey, congrats, we've got a new version of Coke. Why we like the old Coke? No, 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 it's new. Check it out. Oh, wow, exciting! And you taste it, and you go. I mean, it's not. It's not bad, but I really just wanted the other Coke, the Coke you already made. You know, it's like you kind of don't don't mess with a successful formula. I want Coke Classic. Uh, and so um, not not that I mean, we make it sound like some of the other movies are really great. They're not. Uh, it's just this one's just mediocre. Uh, and, and I think we're in agreement there, Matt. A great discussion on this film. Uh, next week, we'll be coming back for 2015's Furious 7. Um, we'll, we'll, Jason Statham is taking the stage. Uh, he'll be joining us for that, so that will be exciting. Uh, if folks want to check out the other Fast and Furious movies we talked about, you can that visit our past, past episodes at UpForDebate.tv or just subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Look for the Purple Album Art, and of course you can watch the video version on YouTube. You can get a hold of us uh, at UpForDebateTV on Twitter or emails UpForDebateTV at gmail.com. We'd like to know your thoughts on the Fast and Furious movies. Please feel free to tell us your idiots. We already know. Uh, and, um, yeah, that's it. But we're going to be back next week uh, with some more movie-watching magic on behalf of the show. Uh, Matt, Sean here. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time for another Cargo Fast episode of Up for Debate. Sean, you ate first, so that means you got to say grace.
Coffee and Beer Production, executive produced by Matt Mariani and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv. This has been a Coffee and Beer Production, executive produced by Matt Mariani and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.